Good morning. First thing Friday so time for fresh fix. I am Simon Andrews and this is the audio version of my insider newsletter, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Enjoy. Fix slash insider Friday March 18th. Newt. One of the things I always ask the audience at our events on new TV is how many people are sharing their Netflix password. It's always between a quarter and a third. Over the years there have been hints from Netflix that they would crack down on this, but no action. Until now. In three Latam markets, they will now ask people who are signing in from different locations to pay a small fee. So it's not asking for a full sign-up. More an additional member status. It's actually quite clever and quite elegant and should go some way to avoid the churn that many expect. Everyone, including Netflix, will watch carefully to see what happens in these markets and we should expect a similar model rollout across the rest of their territories. This will give Netflix two things they desire, better growth numbers and more revenue. But is that enough? Over at Apple their deal with Major League Baseball has been confirmed. So like the rest of GAFA Apple are now buying sports rights. The next prize is going to be one hell of a fight. The National Football League have a bundle of rights available from 2023 the NFL Sunday ticket package and the mobile rights for live streaming games. Plus they want to sell an equity stake in their own business NFL media. Given Amazon has already invested $1 billion a year for the NFL Thursday games, they were seen as the front runner for the equity stake, but it seems Apple are ready to buy all three. It's going to be interesting to watch, not least to see where this leaves Disney. For ESPN to be viable it needs some significant rights, so perhaps Disney have to pay top dollar? Others have picked up on the point I made the week about Major League Baseball and ads. All sports on TV are now designed around the advertising. Will Apple fill this dead time with or without ads? Maybe house ads just promoting their own products? Or do they start to think about their own ad business? I think it's inevitable they start to sell ads in this programming at some point. Any thinking about Newt requires one to consider YouTube. It competes in both the SVOD and AVOD streaming world and in the social short video space. It makes money from ads and from subscriptions. So this hour-long interview with Neil Mohan, Chief Product Officer, YouTube is a must-listen. Advertising business models are about scale, and the internet from the very early days has always been about scale, about global audiences, people all over the world. Advertising allows you to do that because it enables revenue generation and content production in a way where there's no friction between the consumer of the content and the platform. The SVOD business is coalescing around a handful of major players who each offer a number of different services. And it seems inevitable this will morph into bundles at some point, with options to scale the choice up and down. The combination of Warner Discovery and Warner's HBO Max confirms this, but whilst they work out how to bring the two platforms into one, the services will be bundled. As the CFO said, One of the most important items here is that we believe in a combined product as opposed to a bundle. We believe that the breadth and depth of this content offering is going to be a phenomenal consumer value proposition, Weed Enfels said. The question is, in order to get to that point and do it in a way that's actually a great user experience for our subscribers, that's going to take some time. There is a lot to be unraveled. Discovery Plus, which launched at the start of last year, currently costs $4.99 a month with ads or $6.99 without ads. HBO Max also offers two pricing tiers, an ad-supported version at $9.99 a month and an ad-free service at $14.99 a month. And we also learned this week that David Zaslav the CEO of these combined businesses is to be paid $246 million this year, that's 2.5 times more than Tim Cook. More on Avod and ads, cinema, Amazon and more in our deep dive on Newt next Wednesday.
r slash vr metaverse when you get past the silicon valley brothers there is some really fresh thinking around what emerging new technologies might be used for david olasoga has great ideas on how the tech could help level up the country 50 creatives from across the country whose backgrounds reflect the diversity of UK talent. are tasked with creating immersive stories that enable audiences to experience history, touch it, feel it and interact with it where it happened. Using film archive from the BFI, reimagined and transformed into stunning 3D, they will give audiences in Blackpool a chance to ride on the queer coaster, an augmented reality journey through Blackpool's LGBTQ plus history. People in Sheffield, meanwhile, We'll see how their city is becoming one of the greenest in the UK, thanks to large-screen immersive domes showing how it is throwing off its reputation for heavy industry and smoky skies. Now that could sound a little woolly but a Pokemon Go weekend event at a Liverpool park generated £12 million after 20,000 people turned out to play the popular mobile game. And Snap plans to turn every public space into an R experience, following the launch of custom landmarkers and using QR codes. They have two 50k lens creators and if we remember all the innovation around location-based games we can expect some great ideas. With these new Snap tools and Meta announcing the continued rollout of Ray-Ban stories and expanding the product software features, we will start to see more experimentation. Back in 2007 onwards we saw SCVNGR, Gowala, Ingress and many more experiment with location before closing and Pokemon is the only real survivor. Merchant As life begins to get back to some sort of normal, we are looking to see what has really changed and what was a temporary switch. With more people back in the office the Sweet Green's office delivery service is starting up again. In our merchant deep dive we focused on the tech-enabled changes that look like sticking, fast last mile growing in major cities around the world, merchant media being embraced by most retailers as it funds their unprofitable delivery services and staff-free stores emerging in many markets as retailers look to cut costs. Like all successful tech initiatives, these stick because they solve problems, customer problems and business problems. Only when you solve both do you achieve real success. Social. You don't hear too much from the management of TikTok so this Bloomberg interview with their CEO Shotzi Chubi by David Rubenstein is interesting. In our good TikTok creative newsletter we often talk about making authentic TikToks rather than very polished video ads. This week we feature Tag Hoya who do quite a good job and I saw this tweet saying video shot on the TikTok editor outperformed polished and edited ones. This advice from TikTok is a good resource, showing well-performing ads and even breaking them down to show the most valuable frame. Given one of those featured is a beautifully edited Apple ad, it's hard to set hard and fast rules. A new report on the impact of YouTube in India has caused some fuss. The report claims the YouTube creative ecosystem contributed 6,800 crore to the Indian economy in 2020 and supported 683,900 jobs. That's about $1 billion, I think, and some thought it's exaggerated the impact on creators. But even if it's only half right it's pretty significant. AdTech The regulators in the UK and the EU are investigating Jedi Blue, to see whether Google and Facebook illegally cooperated in a deal on advertising. Jedi Blue was secret until revealed as part of the investigations in the US led by Texas. It covers quite an arcane element of ad tech called header bidding. The Texas lawsuit claims that Google gave meta preferential terms that effectively lowered its cost to buy ads, with the aim of undercutting the rival bidding technology, which is called header bidding. The EU and UK said they were investigating whether the Google meta deal aimed to exclude or hinder the growth of competing systems such as header bidding. This level of detail is interesting for two reasons. First the expertise of the regulators is now really impressive and second the degree of cooperation between regulators around the world. 
A smart friend was explaining how they are all coordinating their efforts to maximize speed and the effect of their work. It's interesting to see the Daily Mail cover it in some detail. Digiday wrote a good piece on ad tech coming under the microscope as marketers evolve their media mix. As many clients look at in-housing media, or at least taking more control, they are realizing how complex it is. However, even with more direct relationships with the ad tech ecosystem, in-house marketing teams are also tasked with getting to grips with the complexity of the sector where inconsistent billing methodologies and undisclosed practices abound. Plus plus. Nadine Dorries, Britain's big tech slayer What Could Go Wrong? PE firm Elliott & Brookfield near $15 billion deal to buy TV ratings group Nielsen, FT. Spotify draws up plans to join NFT digital collectibles craze, FT. CTV advertisers are betting QR codes aren't just a fat ad week.